0: In today's show, we're talking about what happens in your marriage when you say, I'm okay, and yet you're not really okay.
1: And there's an anonymous quote that says, don't fake being okay. You only hurt yourself. Be real with what you're going through, but don't let it consume you
0: i love that quote
1: just let that sit for a second simmer on that one yeah because so many of us do fake being okay and a lot of that is what we're going to be talking about in today's show but we start each and every one extraordinary marriage show with a hug and you know the hug is that opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family whose marriage has had breakthrough and this week's hug is sponsored by care of and we're going to be sharing more about how they're changing health and nutrition a little bit later in the show but this hug comes from an instagram message that we received And this woman says, I'm getting married soon. And a friend told me about your podcast. Can I just stop there for a second? We love all of you friends that share the show with your friends. Yep. Thank you. Thank you for being a family that shares the good stuff. Right. And, and that speaks into other people's lives. She goes on to say, I was tired of Christians or the church, not being upfront and honest about sex and the struggles that young people face. I went on a search and found numerous podcasts about sex and sexuality or relationships from secular people, and they were not afraid to talk about anything. It didn't sit well with me because it wasn't centered around God. After hearing one episode of yours, I was hooked. It felt like God was humoring me as well as answering my prayer. Awesome. I am just a little curious as to what her first show was. Because yes. I, when I think back over you know, some of the shows we've done, I'm like, ooh, there could be a lot of humor um, around that. She goes, I've been listening daily and have shared with my fiance so that we start to get prepared before we get married. Mm. We're a bit of an unconventional situation. I'm at university and he's deployed. We've made the distance work and are continuing to trust God for our future. Thank you so much. Love it. I pray you continue to fulfill God's call in your life and continue to be real. It is refreshing. Love you guys.
0: Well, we are truly honored and blessed to have you part of the one family. And we loved our engaged folks. Mm-hmm. We, we really do. I got asked that question actually today from somebody who's like, do only married folks listen to your show? And I'm like, oh no, not at all dating folks, engaged folks, even single folks, those who have been widowed or maybe even divorced and each and every one of you truly we are we are so thankful for each and every one of you and you're part of the one family.
1: Absolutely. It does not matter what your relationship status is and you know that's why as you know we're talking about you know this couple that's engaged this show today where we're talking about, you know, that phrase, it's okay. When okay is not okay. Really, it does not matter what your relationship status is. I think we've probably all at some point in time uttered that phrase, it's okay. And I can't tell you how many times it comes up in a coaching session, right? Where Mm. a couple will enter into coaching because, you know, one partner or the other thought that everything was okay. Yeah, you know, because they kept hearing it's okay, I'm okay. You know, we're fine. And then one day, the other person's like, "No, nah, I'm not okay." Right? Or, mm-hmm. you know, you're in this place where you're just kind of going along, and it's status quo, and you're like, "Oh, okay, we're good, we're good." And that's I was actually talking to a wife the other day, and I'm like, "I could look at you and say, you know, if I looked at you from the outside, we could say you're good." Mm-hmm. But the truth is, are you creating the extraordinary? Right? And there's a threat out there there's a threat to marriage that no one's talking about and it's why we're behind the microphone today, but it's the threat of being just okay in your marriage. It's the threat of answering I'm okay when you're really not.
0: And just to be truly transparent and honest with you guys, which we've always done that, Hey, guess what? Alisa and Tony have said, I'm okay. I'm fine. We're good many a times in our 22 years of marriage.
1: And we've said it when it's not true.
0: And we still say it at times.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's that going through the motions. It's that, you know, I just don't want to deal with things Mm -hmm. right now. And I want to, I'm glad you brought this up because I do want to say, I just want to hit on this point for just a second. And that's the fact that we never get behind these microphones and want to portray to you that we have got it all figured out and we're we're a perfect couple. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Never, right? We actually had somebody comment the other day, you know, stop being, you know, stop portraying yourself as perfect because you're not. And I just want to address that. We're not perfect. Maybe our recovery time is a little shorter. Maybe we've got a few more strategies, a few more tools in our toolbox. But the reason that we get behind these microphones, the reason that we do shows addressing, you know, those phrases like I'm okay is because we want you all to be equipped. Mm-hmm. to have an extraordinary marriage. And, you know, we talked this week, we did a, you know, you know, I love the polls on Instagram cause you all, you, your engagement with us matters each and every week when we ask these questions, cause we want to know what's going on in the one family. And so I asked the question, you know, have you ever said things were fine? Like I'm fine or I'm okay in your marriage when you were actually upset with something or dealing with something? Mm-hmm. And 95% of you said yes. Why are you smiling? Uh,
0: no, because that that's just, it's amazing. Like how many of us have done that? Mm-hmm. Us, inc- like, like I said before, us included.
1: And, and there can be a lot of reasons why you choose not to express what you're actually feeling in that moment, right? Maybe it's bad timing. There are a lot of people around and you're like, I don't want to get into it right now. Maybe you're worried that whatever you say is going to start an argument. Maybe you just haven't figured out. What's really bothering you? You don't know what the root is. Like something's been going on, but you're not quite sure what it is. And so you're like, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. But you, you need more time to process. Maybe you're just choosing your battle, right? Maybe for some of you, it's like, oh, this is just going to be the same old argument. It's, mm-hmm. If I say anything, it's not going to change anything.
0: I think of myself when, I, when I'm saying that. Typically, I'm tired.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't want to deal with the issue at hand. I want to not have to go into a a conversation that may last longer than I typically want to deal with at the moment. So when I say I'm okay, I think that's it. I I know when it came, and it still happens at times when there's the sexual tension in between us, when I'm okay with the situation. It's just sort of like, I think I'm I'm trying to take the blame off of me and, and, and place it back onto you so you take that on and you have to come up with the the answer mm-hmm. and you have to take you have to take um control i think i don't know if it's control is a word
1: responsibility. you have
0: to take responsibility so those are some of the reasons why i say i'm okay mm. um, yeah i'm i'm trying to think of other reasons why personally i say that and i think a lot of it too is there's something else on my mind I would say distractions are another big thing. Wow. Like something else is distracting me from that, from you. And I'd rather not have to engage with you in those moments.
1: And there you have it. Even in the DiLorenzo household, we get distracted with one another. And, you know, I appreciate Tony's honesty around that because it's true. And, you know, as we were reaching out to you guys in the one family, 18% of you say that your default response is to say, I'm okay or I'm fine when there's something bothering you. Okay. So like one-fifth, that's your response. And the problem with that is that, you know, this just allows the problem to fester, right? Like if Tony says, I- I'm distracted and I don't want to deal with you, then if we've got feelings that actually need to be taken care of, they're not getting taken care of.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A- and I will let them fester,
0: mm-hmm. right? A- and,
1: yeah. you know, when things fester in our marriage, it's not pretty. It's like an infection. It is right. You think about that. And and any problem that gets ignored over time is going to become a monster.
0: Yeah. I I think, I think of it more of like the elephant in the room. It's there, but like
1: the ugly elephant.
0: Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's there. And yet we're just going to ignore it and (laughs) we're going to just walk around it and we're going to tiptoe around it and it'll all be okay. And it's going to eventually go away unfortunately it never goes away. Mm -hmm. We got to keep feeding that thing and it just gets bigger.
1: Absolutely. And I do it myself for me. I think I often do it to avoid confrontation, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's that whole, I'm just going to choose my bat. Like it sounds so noble. I'm just going to choose my battles and this is not a battle I want to fight. And instead of going, wait a minute, I, I don't have to go to battle against Tony. He's not my enemy.
0: We're on the same team. We've talked about this many a times. And and I think it's a great reminder for each and every one of us, us included, we are are on the same team. Mm -hmm. Team DiLorenzo, hashtag Team DiLorenzo, hashtag team, whatever your last name is or whatever you want that team name to be. We are on that same team. And when we say I'm okay or I'm fine, we're actually putting up that wall of it's me against you. Mm -hmm. And man, as I say that, it, it just makes me wake up to some of my own things that I got to figure out at times when we get into those, those situations when I say it, because I really have to be reminded of this, that we are, the problem is a problem and you and I need to come together and look at that problem and say, you know what, we're on the same team. And by me just saying I'm okay, I, I'm, I'm making you my enemy instead of my partner.
1: Absolutely, and the truth is there are enough walls That we all carry into our relationships Mm -hmm. that we don't need to actively be adding to those walls. Mm -hmm. Right? We we don't have to. I was talking to a wife yesterday about the walls in in her marriage and just thinking that like these comments and stuff, they're just like literally another brick on the wall. If you can imagine that, think of every time you say to your spouse, I'm okay, that you're putting one more brick in the wall between the two of you, because mm-hmm. you're not addressing what's going on. You're, you're getting into this place where, you know, I, I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna avoid this. I'm, I'm gonna take the path of least resistance, which means we're not gonna deal with this. And you know, 17% of you, avoidance is your strategy. You're like, ah, I'm just gonna like, I'm gonna check out, I'm gonna pretend this isn't happening, right? And we're not doing, guys, we're not doing our marriages any favors when we bury our feelings or we withdraw from our spouse. No. And I speak from experience. This was the first 11 years of my marriage to Tony until he sat me down on the couch one day and he's like, this, this little withdrawal thing you got going on, he, it was actually more like the silent treatment power outage mm-hmm. type of thing. He goes, but you, th- this is not working for us. We didn't quite have all the communication skills at that point in time. So it was a little more accusatory. Mm-hmm. Just going to say, but it was the wake up call that I needed to go, whole okay. He's like, this is like, I, it was normal for me. It was what I saw growing up. And so I'm like, nah, I got something. I'm, I'm just going to tell you I'm okay. And I'm going to like pull back into my shell and I'm just going to be, you know, silent. I'm mm-hmm. going to do the silent treatment to you. Yeah. But that's another way to toss or, up that we're okay or I'm okay.
0: Or like you said earlier, you know, I'm going to choose my battles and it's this noble, this noble, I'm a martyr. Yes. Th- this noble option that you've picked and you're going, because oh, I'm just picking my battles, and this isn't one of them. And yet, you're still shutting down the silent treatment. Trib- it wasn't more the silent treatment; trib- it was more of a, a shutdown. And what I want to say with that, though, too, is what you hear now is 11 years of that growing, of that emotional intimacy, and willing to challenge each other through those periods of time. Each of us willing to go to go at that and say, "Are we willing to learn?" how to communicate better, how to be and understand our tone and timing, how to understand what is happening. It's taken some time. And and I'm believing for you that if you're in a place right now that you're like, gosh, we just are never on the same track. When it comes to our communication, I'm believing for you right now that you're going to take this message and you're going to hear it and it's going to begin to plant a seed that's going to allow for growth. So don't get down on yourself if it's not happening as fast as you want, because what you see here behind these microphones is 11 years of doing something that has really made us and allowed us to have the extraordinary marriage. Do we still get into those fights and those tiffs and arguments? Yes. And I sometimes think it's even sometimes more now with our kids getting older and us just being so familiar with one another. Mm -hmm. And we have to continuously break down those walls and go, no, that's not acceptable. We need to be able to 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 express our opinions, express our feelings, and know that we're not going to be held liable for them either.
1: Mm, that's a good way to phrase it, and you, it's one of those things too that I think about. That so often that phrase comes up because we don't want to have confrontation, right? Whether we're choosing our battles, whether you know the timing is bad, whether we don't want to start an argument, all of these different things really comes uh, gets wrapped around this word about confrontation right? We don't want mm-hmm. a confrontation with our spouse, whatever.
0: Because that word is so negative. Absolutely. There, there's a, there, there is a very negative connotation. When I hear confrontation, I mean, you're thinking battle.
1: And that I actually, as I was preparing for the show, I'm like, hold on a second. What What is this word that everybody is trying to avoid? Mm -hmm. And most of us operate out of the definition for confrontation that states that it's a clashing of forces or ideas. Mm -hmm. Clashing, I think of every epic war movie, every battle scene, you know, where the swords are drawn and it's just- Clash of
0: the Titans. Clash
1: of the Titans. Old
0: 80s movie. Oh yeah, totally. (laughs) Or Avengers. If it would be now, it'd be more like our, our Avengers movie, you know, the clash between good and evil, you know, Iron Man and whoever else he's fighting. Yeah. My favorite Avenger, by the way. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so funny. But yeah, all of those epic movie scenes where you see you know good versus evil and, and just these hordes coming to meet in the and just, mm-hmm. that's the clash. Mm-hmm. Right? But interestingly enough, there's another definition for the word confrontation that I think could be a game changer for each and every one of you listening to the show. And, and that is simply this: a face-to-face meeting. And I read that definition and I thought, mm. oh, oh, okay, hold on there's no There's no hostility in those words. there's no animosity there's not even a lot of energy around those words. Like when I hear a clashing of forces or ideas, that's like a high energy definition.
0: yeah I'd agree
1: a face to face meeting that sounds like a coffee
0: date there There's two completely different emotional states when you take those definitions
1: mm-hmm. and so I wonder if instead of viewing these these confrontational situations, right? These discussions, these arguments, whatever you want to call them as a clash of forces. If we started getting around this idea, can we create a shift in our environment? Can we create a shift in our marriage that that allows us to see them as a face-to-face meeting so that there's a structure around it and it can be productive instead of solely reactive, mm-hmm. right? Could we get to a place where it's safe in your marriage And in the marriages of those, you know, where feelings can be expressed instead of buried.
0: And can I share that most uh, recently, Elisa and I did a IG live and it was all around the coffee break and we called it a coffee break conversation. And I'll, and I'll include a link here into the show notes for you guys to watch. What I really believe is when we get on par week in and week out when we can talk openly and honestly with one another, and, and we we go through the entire coffee break, you guys can check it out there. But what ends up happening is that word I'm fine or I'm okay, it's going to decrease a lot because we're really on the same path week to week. Maybe you're going to do it every other week. And yet by doing that, it's a meeting of face-to-face. So we may have things that are coming up, but it's a, it's a face-to-face meeting instead of this battle that we're going to come together. So I'll make sure to include that in the, in our show notes here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 you know, as you're wrapping your head around, you know, what would this look like? What, what would shift in your marriage? What would, what would it feel like? What would you experience in your marriage? If you could get away from the place where, you know, you're in the silent treatment or you're, you know, that volcanic explosion and you have, you have structure around being able to express yourself. Mm Mm-hmm right? We want to share some strategies around what those conversations might look like. But first, we want to thank this week's sponsor. Mention mentioned them at the top of the show. It's Care Of. And you know, the truth is with the winter blues coming to an end, it's time to get back into a routine that empowers you to feel your healthiest. And Care Of's fun online quiz is going to ask you about your diet, your health goals, your lifestyle choices. Mm-hmm. And honestly, guys, I, I had so much fun doing this because it only takes about five minutes to find out your personal scientifically backed recommendation for vitamins, protein powders, and more. And here's what's so fun, because your personalized care of subscription box is going to get sent right to your door every month with your daily packs. This makes it so easy.
0: It, it really is.
1: Your daily packs, they're perfect for on the go because you just pick one up, you, you know, you take it in the morning or you toss it in your bag. And it's like a little hello in the morning because they all have your name on them. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, hey, Lisa take your vitamins today. And you can track your progress with the care of app and earn rewards when you remember to take your vitamins. So for 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter OEM50. That's right. For 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter OEM50. So as we, as we wrap our head around this phrase, right? And, and we said it from the beginning that 95% of us have used it in our marriage when it's not okay, right? We've, we've said it. We, we've been dismissive of our marriage. We have to get into this place, you guys, where we start breaking the cycle. So the first you have to recognize that you're in the cycle. Yes. Right? This may be the week where you just take stock of when am I using this phrase? Or some variation. It doesn't have to be the exact I'm okay. You may say I'm fine. You may say nothing's wrong. You may say it's all good. You may say it is what it is. You know the phrase that you use when you don't want to like share your feelings.
0: And this is a this is always a good exercise to do. When you when when you're facing something that you're saying and you need to make a shift in in the words you're using. It's always a good exercise to write that down or number how many times you are saying it because it really makes you conscious of wow, I am saying. It. And really the, the thing we want to do when when we when we do this as well, it's the one week or the day when we're like, "Oh, I'm cleaning myself up." No, no, no. Just go about your day. Like even in your thought process, I think sometimes in our minds, we may not actually say it, but in our head we're already going I'm okay. You're, you know, the little voice in your head's like, I'm okay. I'm fine. I don't need to say anything to you right now. And even those you need to start tracking because our thoughts become what we say. Like, so track that, but don't do like the perfect, you know, it's like when you're tracking your food intake because you, you're going to go to your trainer and that week that you're tracking, you like eat perfectly. Like you don't go to In-N-Out Burger. You don't eat any French fries. You don't go to Starbucks. You don't eat, no, just be real. Be real. Be you. And if the the thought or the words come out of your mouth, write it down or just put a tick. All right. Well, wow, I said it twenty times today. I, I need to get a handle on this. Right.
1: Yeah. And watch out for that snarky voice inside your head. That that one actually tries to yeah. That one itself. will.
0: That one will derail you.
1: So take take this week, and you know maybe for you the first step is to to just really evaluate how often do I say it and when am I saying it? Mm-hmm. Is it like Tony said at the beginning of the show when he's like, you know, I find that I do it when I'm tired or when I'm distracted. Is it like me when I, I just don't want to have a confrontation, right? Because I was operating under a clashing definition instead of a face-to-face meeting definition. Mm-hmm. Then you start getting into this place where you're talking about, you know, when you sit down with your spouse and you say, okay, you know, what? we're, we're going to address this. Start talking about the actions and the situation and not the person. Right, It's so easy for us to look at our spouse and say, well, I do this because you do that. Uh, it's not going to get you anywhere. Instead, identify the situation. Like Tony said, mm-hmm. there are times when I'm distracted. It's no wonder that this year I have stopped talking to him when I see that he's looking at his phone and not at me, Right, because I, I, I'm not going to compete with a distraction. And that was something that i had actually figured out at the beginning of the year before he even today said, oh, sometimes I'm distracted and I, don't, I choose not to engage with you. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so we're talking about specific actions in the situation. Then you get into this place where when your spouse is telling you what's going on around, you know, around their feelings, do not interrupt them. You don't have to be right. You don't have to justify yourself. You don't have to justify the situation. One of the biggest gifts that you can give your spouse is your two ears and your silent mouth.
0: And I've and recently, I've tried to interrupt Elisa when we when we've had when we have been in some discussion, and she's like, I need to share with what I have right now and I need you to listen. Guys and and, and gals, it, it could be very off-puttish, and you could you could just shut down or walk away. I've realized, though, that Elisa is trying to get my attention, and I do need to be quiet. So, so don't take offense to, upon your spouse when they just go, hold on, I was talking, and now you're trying to interrupt me. You, you, you have to be, and I'm going to talk to the guys, Guys, you, you gotta you gotta man up a little bit and just go. You're right. I was trying to interrupt because I wanted to only share what I had to say. Instead, give give your wife the time to speak her mind. Take notes if need to be, and and get that meeting going. Get that discussion going. But even I have a hard time because I I, I wanna I wanna justify myself. Mm-hmm. I wanna make sure Elisa hears me before she gets anything to say because I want her to know that I'm right and she's not correct. So. It's a work in progress as well.
1: Nobody wins if the two of you continue to interrupt each other.
0: No, nah, because nothing gets said.
1: Nothing gets said. No one's feelings are heard. Interruptions. And you'll know if you interrupt a lot because your kids will get to an age where they start telling you, like ours have, specifically our younger one, who's like, I was talking and you interrupted me. Mm-hmm. So you'll know. If your kids interrupt a lot, that maybe they're getting interrupted a lot. It's just a good little barometer out there. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there, putting it out there for y'all to. Another strategy around these conversations is to, to have them on the walk and talks. We talk about this pretty frequently.
0: Yeah, let's share what a walk and talk is. though. for for any of our new listeners who have just jumped on, maybe have found us, we're so honored and blessed to have you part. Of the one family, walk and talks for Elise and I. We found these to be one of the most important ways for us to just converse. So when we were growing up, newlyweds, younger marrieds, everybody always said, "Hey, if you have a conversation, you guys need to sit across from the table from each other, or sit across from each other and your knee to knee, and you're holding hands and you're looking deep into each other's eyes." Honestly, for me, that was frightening, and I couldn't handle it. I just couldn't. So. Elisa and I began like trying to figure out what do we do? And for us, it's, it's our walk and talks. This is typically a couple times a week for us, maybe a few times a week where we're just out walking. We're sharing. There's conversation. The big thing for us, there's movement. Mm-hmm. We're moving. We're outside. We're not stagnant sitting somewhere where I felt like when we were just sitting there, nothing was happening. It was just this tension between us where when we're moving, we're shoulder to shoulder as well it's not her against me like i was i was saying either before in the show it's not she's on another team and i'm on another team and we're going to battle we're together we're teammates we're side to side I, a great football analogy would be like the defensive line like they're together and, and they stand on that line together and they're there battling together same thing with the walk and talk if any of you are those types of people who just need to get out and movement helps you think it's a winner. Find the time to do it.
1: Well, and this is, you know, again, so many of the strategies that we talk about here at One have other applications. This is another great thing to do with your kids because sometimes sure. it's it's easier for them to talk to you. I mean, when they're side by side in the car or, you know, just driving somewhere because it's, it's not as adversarial. Mm-hmm right? And we want to get into that place where feelings can be shared because it doesn't feel like they're going to be attacked. Taking this one step further is to do the coffee break. Mm -hmm. You know, Tony was talking about, um, the IG live that we did a couple weeks ago and he's going to link to it, but the coffee break creates that regular feedback loop, right? It gives you an opportunity to share what's going on so that it doesn't have to sit inside and fester. It doesn't have to sit inside and be like, Oh, I'm just not talking about it's that place where you can really share what's going on in mm-hmm. a structured format, using the questions, right? So it's not just like, oh, okay, what do I ask you? No, you've got a structure. Yeah, Structure matters.
0: Yeah. And come back to the show notes. We'll have a link right there and you can learn all about it.
1: And finally, for some of you, it's going to be time to get coaching, right? I shared, you know, at the top of the, at the top of the show that I hear time and time again, we were okay. I don't know when we didn't get okay. I always heard we were okay. Like I I would ask and I kept getting this. Oh, I'm okay. And then all of a sudden we have these epic battles, right? It may be time to take that step and say, we need to break this cycle, but we can't do it by ourselves.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I know there was a season when Tony and I couldn't do it by ourselves when we were battling all the time against parenting and we had to get a coach into our lives to be able to say, here's how the two of you talk together, Mm -hmm. not at each other, but together. Here's how you have these conversations. Here are the feelings that need to be expressed. and, And here's language wrapped around that. If that's the two of you, stop waiting. Mm-hmm. Stop waiting for tomorrow. Today is the day that you need to take action. I'm going to encourage you to go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching and just be in that place of saying, we don't need to do this by ourselves. So many times that phrase, I'm okay, becomes an isolating phrase. It becomes this thing mm-hmm. like I'm going to withdraw to myself. I'm just going to keep to myself what's going on. I'm not going to share what my feelings are. I'm not going to put myself out there. And the truth is marriage is not an individual event. It's not an individual relationship. Mm-hmm. Marriage is a, a communal relationship. It's two. You're, you're dealing with another person. But if you start keeping all of your stuff inside, then, then you're not playing by the rules. And, and you getting into this place where you can express what's going on and you have the structure and the strategies to do so in a way that is healthy, in a way that allows the two of you to fully understand and, and be on that same team together. It's a game changer. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. Doesn't need to be your default. It, it, can, it can go out of your vocabulary and you can replace it with, here's what I'm feeling in this situation and your marriage is going to go to a whole new level
0: yeah all right you guys this week we're gonna we're gonna get rid of the i'm okay i'm fine and really start to share what's happening so we're believing that you're going to take some time pick up one of those steps the first one at, at most like how many how often are you saying it use it and let's break free of the I'm okay, and let's have the extraordinary marriages that we desire. We're here with you guys, and we're doing it ourselves. Love you guys. Have a fantastic week, and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.